I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After 12 years of leaving the club, Cristiano Ronaldo returns to Manchester United. Just an unbelievable, another chapter in this insane book that has been the transfer window this summer. Jimmy Conrad is in the house. We're going to talk about Ronaldo, Manchester United, what that means for the club, Premier League title contenders, maybe even more now. Champions League, Ronaldo back in the Premier League. Kego Lasso begins right now. Hey, everybody, welcome to Kego Lasso. Jimmy Conrad, what a ridiculous narrative this is. Cristiano Ronaldo, 36 year old Cristiano Ronaldo, returns to Manchester United. Give me your initial thoughts straight away. Is this real life? I mean, <laughs> is this real life? This is the craziest transfer window, I think, in the history of transfer windows. It's not some players sitting in a parking lot hoping to get signed by a team or whatever it is. We have Messi going to PSG. Ronaldo leaving Juve to go back to Manchester United. We got obviously talk about Mbappe, Erling Holland, but Sergio Ramos and Messi. I mean, this is crazy. There's just too much going on. My mind has melted about 17 times this summer. And this one really took it to the next level in some ways because it really just came out of nowhere. And that's, and Messi's did to a certain extent, but there's always been a little smoke around that situation because he had already expressed his interest to leave the year before. So it was always kind of in the background. This one is crazy especially because there was a bit of a tease with Manchester City yesterday and so much of a tease if you went on Twitter all the Man United fans were so pissed at Cristiano Ronaldo they're like oh Messi's the goat Messi's the goat Messi's the best to ever do it blah 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 the next day Man United signs him I want to see how many uh, uh, tw tweets got deleted yesterday talking about bad about Cristiano Ronaldo now that he's heading back to the Red Devils unbelievable but 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 you have to love it to some extent if he was just trying to leverage Man City to get a better contract with United I mean, the fact that he played Man City in a particular way is is next level. And that is uh, that's the shithousery that I've come to expect uh, at the transfer window. That's what I want to see. So fair play to Ronaldo for for dangling that carrot to all the Man City fans out there and then taking it away and going back to his old club. <laughs> Listen, like, uh, you, right, well said. And also, a fair play to Jorge Mendes as well. I don't know what kind of, like, levels he was playing here. But, you know, according to our reports and everything as well, we've been talking to Fabrizio all day. Uh, part of this was also that Ronaldo wasn't feeling that City wasn't feeling it. And initially, as soon as that happened, he was like, all right, United, what do you have? So to your point, Jimmy, you know, he was really dangling that carrot. But at the same time, he was really assessing till the final minute what was going to happen. It's unbelievable. Just a few numbers here, everybody. If you're a young Manchester United fan and you have no idea what this man did for you, all right, the Portuguese international scored 118 goals in 292 matches for you. He won the Premier League three times, the Champions League in 2008. Just, you know, just some of the numbers, you know, that you can just read right now, never mind the intangibles. But Jimmy Conrad, straight away, why does Ole Gunnar Solskjaer want him? Is this a stupid question? Does it put Haaland deal at risk for later on? Or does it matter? Do you care now that uh, Ronaldo's back? Because he's different. I know he's 36, but it's a different thing when you say he's 36 to anybody else. 
the guy's a robot. Let's just start there. So he's a bit of a cyborg. Maybe his batteries were dimming in Juve and he needs a recharge in Manchester. I would say that when this kind of fell into Manchester United's lap in some capacity, they need him as a proper number nine. And there are obviously a lot of questions like who's going to take the penalties now, him or Bruno? Is Cavani going to give up the number seven number for him? You know, all those types of intangibles. And and now he's going to be reunited with his dad, Sir Alex, who he actually considers as a father figure and his friend Ole Gunnar, who he played with. So there's so many great stories to tie into here. I think, though, from a sporting side of it, he's going to be a good number nine. My only concern is they got to whip the ball into him. He's he's. Not going to be your out-and-out winger, and you don't need him to be your out-and-out winger anymore. You have Jaden Sancho. You have Marcus Rashford. You have Mason Greenwood. Martial can play out wide, too, if you want to keep him around at this point. Now he can be somewhat expendable goods now that Cristiano showed up. With regard to Holland, I don't think Holland was ever going to Man United anyway, so I think they can just let go of that dream. I think he was either heading to Madrid or City or... I just don't think United was ever a proper destination, especially because his dad played for Leeds and City. I just don't think he has that same type of love for the club. Now, if you put him in the nine spot, though... My only concern is he's not going to stretch the defense. That's not his game anymore. He is incredible in the box when he's got the time and the ball at his feet to make something happen or to get on the end of a cross. But he's not going to stretch the defense. Not to say that Cavani does it much either. He's obviously getting older too. But he does have a little bit more of that pace that I think still exists with Cavani where he can run the corners, he can run the channels. And I just think the game sets up a little bit different if you put Ronaldo on the field. So I do want to see a, a Ronaldo, Sancho, Marcus Rashford combination up top. You got Bruno underneath. You got Pogba underneath. You know, I still feel like they don't have that CDM, you know, that out out CDM. So you can have Pogba and Bruno in the same midfield, that, that one that can stay by himself and not have to play that double pivot with McTominay and Fred. The back four is going to be fine, but it's really going to be a big point of emphasis for Juan Bissaka to maybe start hitting those Trent Alexander-Arnold-like crosses where you you don't have to get all the way to the end line to cross the ball. You can go... 10 yards off the top of the box and start to whip them into that penalty spot area where the goalkeeper can't really come out for it. And it's hard for the center backs to actually deal with it. That's where Ronaldo's going to make his hay. That's where he's had a lot of success in the last few years of his career. That's going to be the biggest challenge is he's going to set up well against a team that is not going to have a lot of possession and, and they're going to have a lot of it. Like we saw with Villarreal in the Europa league final. And now they have somebody that can, that can kind of finish off those opportunities. But I wonder a little bit as to when they play the bigger clubs, the ones that they're actually going to be competing against for the Premier League title and other trophies, when the other team has a lot more of the ball, does Ronaldo help you as much there? He can hold the ball up, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of... I'm uh, just kind of spilling all my thoughts onto everybody here. Well, and rightly so, because it's been kind of insane. Here's a, here's a, let, let's uh, let's narrow it down. Let's focus on one specific thing that you mentioned. What does Cristiano Ronaldo bring that Edinson Cavani does not bring? I would say that Ronaldo is probably a better finisher in the box, ultimately, overall, right? I just think he has this, not killer only does, instinct. yeah, he's got a killer instinct. Also, I would say, and Cavani, I think, proved it, and that's why they signed him to another year, another year, is that he does have somewhat of a clutch gene, but I think Cristiano Ronaldo is, is one of the clutchest players in the history of the game. So you bring that element into it. Obviously, he played for the club. He's got a long history there. He's, there's a different type of energy I think he's going to have that, that he could never have for Juventus. There was no pre-existing love for that club. So, so I think we're going to see a nice, maybe a happier version of Cristiano, who's getting out of that, that system and, and out of Serie A. But but with regard to Cavani can run the channels a little bit better. I think that Ronaldo can hold the ball up a little bit. You could probably play those two guys at the same time, to be honest. Yeah. Where, where Ronaldo's just slightly off of his shoulder and Cavani can be the one that's 
kind of running high to create that space? Because that's another thing we got to bring into the conversation is if if you wanted to put a Greenwood or a Rashford or Cavani up top, they could do kind of that thankless running to create the space for Ronaldo to actually have room to operate. So it, it's there's a couple things that you can do here. Obviously, he's not that expensive. You know, the only thing I think it's really going to be expensive is his wages. I'd probably what 500k a week or something crazy. So, so then it's it's the transfer fees, whatever 28, 30 million. That's that's nothing. It's going to be that other stuff. But I think you bring him in. The guy's a winner. He has a long history at the club. I think he's going to raise the level of everybody and he's going to raise the level of professionalism. We see Zlatan as an example who does that. He he, he challenges his teammates to be better. And I think that uh, kind of kick in the butt could help United be even better this season. I think that what you just said at the end there is exactly what's really going to help. I think uh, people need to realize that Manchester United in the 90s had a plethora of that. Just killer instinct, people obviously driven by the great Sir Alex Ferguson. But it was obviously also about players that no matter what, even to the last second, they were just going to try and find a way to win because they knew that they had to do it. And Cristiano Ronaldo does that and he's going to elevate everybody else. From a set piece perspective, he takes off a little bit of the pressure. Bruno Fernandes, I think, you know, I, I think that's going to be a major component. I think you're completely right about Cavani. I think he's better overall inside the box. He's going to drive more target. So a lot more pressure now to get those crosses in. As you said, by the way, Rio Ferdinand confirmed that he called him and he was like, don't go to the ads. It had <laughs> I think that you helped. love it. I love that that exists, by the way. I think that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. By the way, here's the thing. Okay, let's talk about the big questions that I think every everybody's wondering. Does this make Manchester United a favorite to win the Premier League? Because before it was a title contender, you could say now Jaden Sancho, Rafael Varane, winners in their own right, uh, a very, very good team. I think, obviously, I know what you're going to say. I think they still need a defensive midfielder, but does Manchester United, at the very least, heighten their expectations of winning the Premier League? A hundred percent. I definitely think it brings them into the conversation in a more meaningful way. I think they close the gap, bringing a player of this caliber and, and for the intangibles he brings as a leader as well and expectations of that. He's coming in there to win trophies as well. That guy is a trophy magnet, and that's always going to be his main aim. Uh, whether you love or hate Cristiano Ronaldo, the guy has proven to be a winner, and, and he figures out ways to win. Now, I will say, when I look at the team on the balance, and I have their projected lineup potentially, you got De Gea. So the goalkeeper thing, right? He dropped off a little bit, but he's been pretty sharp to start the season. Wambasaka, Varane, Maguire, Shaw. Solid back four. Very if good. You want, if you want Pogba and Bruno Fernandes to be on the field at the same time, and I don't know why you wouldn't at this point, obviously two world-class players. You need a class defensive. You need, field. that's what you, I think they're missing one player. They're missing yeah. that one player for me to say unequivocally, they are title contenders in, in a legitimate way. So, so Chelsea has all that and they needed that number nine and they got it in Romelu Lukaku, one of the best number nines in the world right now. For me, that elevated them to a really, really like high perch of they should be contending the whole season for the top spot. United, I think, are still that one player away to really unlocking everything else. Ronaldo helped solve some problems. We were wondering what they were going to do. Cavani isn't of the age. And I don't know if anybody, doesn't matter what your age is, can play in 60 games outside of Pedri, who plays for Barcelona and plays like every <laughs> single game possible. But but he's a robot. He is a robot. But but. That's asking a lot of a striker who continues to get kicked and has to, you know, bang in the box all the time to try to get goals. And and now when you add in his age, it's going to be a lot for Cavani. So now that you have a Ronaldo and you can pick your spots as to play different formations, it gives them a ton. And we still haven't even seen Jaden Sancho really kick on and, yeah. and be the Jaden Sancho. I, I've got a different conversation about uh, Ole Gunnar. Just, just let him play. 
Just let the guy play. Uh, he always likes to, you know, Donnie Vandebeek. Oh, he's got to ease into it. It's the Premier League. He doesn't know what. I'm like, dude, what? Dude, sink or swim time. Just throw. You've just paid. I don't know how much for Jaden Sancho. Let the dude play. You know, and, and he'll figure it out because he's a world class player, and that's what world class players do. Okay, sidebar. Done with that one. Yeah. But 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 the holding the holding midfielder is different. Like, are you really going to put Pogba on the bench when when and then put McTominay and Fred out there? Yeah, I just. That's that one area that needs to get solved. And I know they're looking at Saul from Atletico Madrid as a possible season-long loan. Saul can play the spot, but he's also another one that feels comfortable in a double pivot next to Koke for I don't know how many years for Atleti. So yeah, I don't know if he's the the like-for-like the like answer there. Would he help? Yeah, I'm sure he would, but he's still not that that holding N'Golo Kante type midfielder that I think we're all talking about. Yeah, no, cor correct. I think the midfield is the biggest talking point right here moving forward. And by the way, I take it, Jimmy, this also is the same kind of uh, answer for the Champions League, of course, as they look to, uh, you know, climb out of that group and obviously uh, go deep and maybe even the final. But they just added the greatest player of all time in the Champions League, in my humble opinion. The stats back it up. The trophies back it up. He is the greatest to ever do it in the Champions League. And when you add a player of that stature, and that's why Juve brought him, right? They wanted to get the Champions League. They got the two finals under Maxi Allegri, lost both. Ronaldo was supposed to get him over the finish line to win that Champions League trophy, and he didn't. So in some ways, he's a bit of a failure with that decision from a, from a business standpoint and obviously sporting standpoint. That said he still has those elements. And if you add it to what we already think is a outside favorite to, to make a deep run in the champions league, that, that has to be part of the conversation, but it's that one spot. And this is really Ole Gunnar. This is going to be his biggest thing amongst <laughs> when he makes subs, I guess in important games, but, but can he solve that problem to keep Pogba and Bruno Fernandes on the field at the same time because of how good both of those players are and really solve that CDM spot. That is, that is the biggest question. If they, if they can figure it out, whether through a signing or Fred just decides to be in Golo Conte for the rest of his career, then then <laughs> then then you then that's 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 going to really determine how we're talking about Manchester United in, in a couple months. Yeah, and this is uh, I, we haven't really mentioned it, but it's quite obvious this is now massive for Olegana Solskjaer. Now you know this is if, if you thought there was pressure, there's pressure now. <laughs> By the way, Sir Fabrizio Romano, Manchester United is going to pay 15 million euro with eight million. Uh, euro in add-ons as a fee to Juventus for Ronaldo. So it's going to be around 20 million euros guaranteed to Juventus as some add-ons are going to be doable. Pogba was never discussed as part of the conversation, and I'm not surprised about that. Okay, so final things about Cristiano Ronaldo here as, they re as he returns to the Premier League as well. What does this mean? For the Manchester Derby, what does this mean when they face the big boys as well? There's just so many intriguing questions. So let me ask you something, Jimmy Conrad. You got Lukaku, you got Ronaldo now, you've got obviously uh, Jack Grealish and Man City. You know uh, some major transfers. Where does Ronaldo fit here? He's the number one, right? Even he's, you know, yeah, of course, he's definitely the number one. Uh, just given what he's already done for the club, obviously Lukaku did have a, a short stay at Chelsea prior, didn't do much with that. He's obviously very young before he started getting loaned out. And then so that's a win. Move. The reason why I asked it, Jimmy Conrad, is because, you know, it wasn't so long ago that there was Manchester United fans outside Old Trafford protesting against the Glazers during the Super League, whatever. This is a win for the Glazers, no? It is a win for them. I think that uh, they'll probably be out of the crosshairs for a lot of Manchester United fans for a while. But yeah, it's a big win. They, they made some moves that we're trying to make our team better. Getting a World Cup winner in Varane, going getting one of the best young English players in the world in Jaden Sancho. Now scooping Cristiano Ronaldo when he was frustrated in a surprise move. 
these are very important things. And obviously trying to keep everybody else happy that's on the squad. And and yeah, I, I, I like it. It, it. To your point, is it is Ole Gunnar the guy, though, that's going to lead them to that glory that I think they're all trying to reestablish? That's going to be the big issue. Another thing that I like is that Ronaldo now has you know, a week or 10 days because of the, the international window to kind of ease into this, right? There, there isn't that immediate, we got to get right into games. Now, obviously there's a game this weekend against Wolves, but, but outside of this weekend, then the international break hits. And then of course, guess who he plays? Guess who he's going to make his debut against? Newcastle United, which means he's going to score like seven goals against my club. And, oh, I'm, kind, and I'm kind of upset about it, but I'm going to let that pass for now. We can talk about it at a later date. It's I just right. think, I think it's a nice way for him to kind of ease into it. And that just, I think was fortuitous timing. Yep, it's good timing. It's good timing for sure. Well, there you have it. Cristiano Ronaldo returns to Manchester United. The pressures for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer now and the Glaciers to win something has become bigger than ever. Ever, ever, ever. F final thoughts, Jimmy Conrad, as we say goodbye. I just can't believe we're having this conversation. I can't <laughs> believe Messi's at PSG. I can't believe Sergio Ramos is his teammate. Uh, I, I can't believe a lot of things that I've seen this summer. We're not even but, done, uh, Jimmy Conrad, I feel. I, I, I honestly feel like, LME, and I want to get your thoughts on this as your final thought. Do you think there's going to be one or two more big moves before this transfer window closes? And I could see Mbappe being the one that makes that move to Madrid. That's That's like the one that... Would that's really, the ribbon. I don't know. I've really cut like 17 ribbons already this summer, but yeah. that would be like the <laughs> cherry the on Christmas top. tree just it's coming crazy. out. Yeah, it's no, crazy. I agree. I think there's one more, and I think it's Kylian Mbappe. I think that Al-Khalifi can't be that egotistical to turn out that money, knowing that in a few months he could go for free. I think Mbappe is the final piece of Unbelievable. everything. Unbelievable. Weston McKenney to Aston Villa, Jimmy Conrad? I don't know. That could be the word. <laughs> that would be cool, too, from an American perspective. I'd like to see him go to Villa or potentially Spurs. It would be nice if, he, if he's not want, wanted. Yeah. If he's not wanted with Allegri, then, yeah, it's, let, let him go play where he's wanted. But absolutely. I think there's still one more chapter to finish in this insane transfer window. Jimmy Conrad, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, I'm, buddy. I love you, LME. Everybody listening, I love emergency pods as well. They're, they're the best. Let's just do emergency pods all the time. They're great. Emergency pods always brings out the emergency emoji and that just gives me so much happiness. Thank you so much for listening, watching. Please don't forget to subscribe, spread the word, share the love of Kayla Lasso. We will see you next time and I'm sure it will be very soon. See you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.